Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. Yes, this is 2020. Welcome back to the show. This is Keeping It Raw. I am Raw, and uh, Red, White, and I Do, that's the title of the podcast. The reason that is the title for today's episode is because that is the wedding hashtag uh, for me and Allison. Now, uh, she came up with that hashtag. I thought it was pretty cool. So most hashtags, you know, somehow incorporate a pun in relation to the name, Okay, uh, but uh, my name is pretty difficult to create a pun about. So uh, that's where that red, white, and I do came from. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That's coming up. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, uh, we may have already tied the knot, you know, whatever. So uh, it's been pretty exciting getting here, by the way. And um, it's been a roller coaster. I'm going to tell you this coronavirus has thrown a roller coaster of sorts into every aspect, into every question, into every decision. Anyway, so at the end of this podcast, I'm going to have a treat for you. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a good treat. It's a wedding singer treat. Uh, Anyway, so, but there is a lot going on now, um, and I want to stay away from the coronavirus subjects, okay? So, this is an interesting topic that came up uh, recently, and I, in these shows, keep this kid-friendly, okay? And so you don't have to worry about that. There is this comedian named Chris D'Elia. Now, uh, I'm not a fan of his. I never have been. I'm not saying that because, you know, it's uh, such a uh, touchy subject right now. But Chris D'Elia, he is a comedian, is a stand-up comedian. He has a YouTube channel, all this kind of stuff, does stand-up. And uh, there are some allegations made that this um, 30-something-year-old is direct messaging a minor, somebody who is under the age of 18 years old. Now, to to direct message somebody, you know, that's one thing. Uh, and you certainly don't want to direct message underage because you never know what how it's going to be taken, okay? This is not a how-to of anything. I'm just saying <laughs> that when you uh, engage in uh, direct messages with somebody, that it, it there's no, no good... Mostly, I'm like stuttering so bad here. Mostly, there is no good that comes out of it, okay? Now... Uh, I heard this other comedian I listen to a lot named Andrew Schultz, and he was talking about how um, when allegations come out and people start sharing screenshots of direct messages, uh, they never look good. Okay, and I recall this too because when I was looking at, um, you know, this is something me and Allison always made fun of, is our direct message conversations how. Usually when you're chasing somebody, it's very corny, right? Especially looking back at some of those direct messages, I'm like, wow, that is some corny junk. What was I thinking? Like, uh, One time I had called her and she didn't call back. So one of my messages was, hey, I think you owe me a call. So now every like couple days, she'll be like, hey, I think you owe me a call, like making fun of me. 
And that stuff is, is hilarious, but it's annoying too. So direct messages, they never look and make anybody look good. But when you're, when you're doing it with somebody that is underage, I mean, that's just like totally, what are you doing, man? So I guess he tried to make it seem like they were innocent, but these girls who are now, in most cases, women now, uh, you know, are all saying, hey, you know, I, you clearly knew what my age was. I was 17 years old. I was 16 years old. You knew what my age was, but, you know, and so that kind of stuff is funny. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because all these other comedians that I follow are talking about it. And it's so crazy. Um, it's so wild. And all these people that are close to him are just like trying to distance themselves from it. And that's what you have to do. I mean, I get it. Uh, and the problem is that it's a lose, 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 lose situation. So it's a lose for the girl or for the people allegedly, you know, victims. It's a lose for the comedian, this Chris D'Elia. It's a lose for uh, the friends who have to distance themselves. And it's a lose for the fans. Okay. The reason it's a lose for the friends that have to distance, distance themselves is because that they have to, like, essentially uh pretend or act or i guess even say and address the issue so the fact that they even have to address the issue makes them look bad because even if all i said was oh man crystal lee is my friend but i didn't know he was doing any of that like it just makes your like if you're a real friend of crystal lee is and crystal lee sees that imagine like the depression that he is going through right with all of this i'm not saying i'm not siding with him at all i don't know if the allegations are true or not i'm just saying that based on all of this it will certainly not make anybody look good no it's a lose for everybody okay and especially the victims if it comes out true okay and i'm saying if it comes out true because we all know that i don't believe in victim blaming but I also don't believe that you should believe every vic every person that says they're a victim. Okay. That's just me. Uh, and actually it's not just me. It's a lot of people. <laughs> I need to see proof for you to start coming out of the woodwork with all these allegations. So anyway, uh, so that's what I want to talk about with that. Um, do not engage, try your hardest not to direct message anybody about anything. You know, a friend of mine said a long time ago, actually, it was my pastor that said, don't uh, even text me if you're in the opposite sex. If you want to text me, text me and my wife. Yeah, because I don't want any messages to be misconstrued. Those are the easiest things to take out of context. You don't know the tone. You don't know any of that, the true meaning behind a text. You could take it a hundred different ways based on a hundred people's different perspectives, you know, of it. So, uh, be careful with your communication. That's what I will say about that. As I talk openly, uh, into a microphone to you guys right now. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. So now, um, black lives matter. So I wanted to briefly talk about this because I did a whole episode about how I used to say all lives matter. Okay. And uh, if you haven't heard that one, you can hear that one if you care to listen to the rest of what I'm going to say about the subject. Uh, and that is that the more I started siding with Black Lives Matter, the more I realized uh, my eyes, rather, were open to what it is that I'm siding with. And so 
I didn't realize this, but there is an organization called Black Lives Matter, and then there's the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay, so Black Lives Matter is me just saying, hey, black lives do matter, right? And maybe that's what I should start if I ever address it again, is that's how I should put it, or hashtag, or whatever you want to say. Black lives do matter. Because there's a Black Lives Matter uh, organization that incorporates a lot of different um, movements for people that are uh, either view themselves as oppressed or uh, feel like they don't have equal rights, you know, and so like LGBTQ, XWIZ, uh, all these different organizations, okay? I didn't realize that they were all in one, that they were like an organization. And so I kind of figured something was up when I went to the protest that I went to uh, because they, uh, it was like a bunch of uh, gang members. And I was like, and they were just like, and the lead guy, he was like, yeah. And he was pointing to them and he was like, this is Black Lives Matter. If you guys don't know, this is Black. And I was like, so is he saying that, that anyway, so that's where I kind of felt like there's a Black Lives Matter organization that I'm not, that most people aren't aware of, right? And, uh, and anyway, so that's, I just wanted to bring that to your attention in case you didn't know, because I was ignorant to the fact that there was an organization and then just the movement like that most of us are on right now, the bandwagon, right? Anyway, so that's that's uh, pretty interesting. I uh, I did want to tell you guys though that there is if you guys are a fan of Audible or listen to audiobooks, you can uh, listen to audio Audible. You can have Audible. You can download it. You can be a member. You can get a free trial. And uh, if you go to audible.com/slash keeping it raw, the name of the podcast keeping it raw, uh, they will give you a free 30-day trial, and uh, I do get paid based on you being a member. So go ahead and do that for me, if you would. <laughs> That's audible.com slash keeping it raw. Uh, if you love, if you're on the road all the time, or if you have uh, time to listen to things, but at the same time not... And see, uh, somebody was asking me about that the other day, um, because Audible is great, uh, especially for book readers or people that immerse themselves in collective thought. Um, whereas, <laughs> in my case at least, podcasts are very random. Because I the only podcasts I listen to are comedian podcasts. Um, some of them, they're labeled as comedian, but they're not really. Kind of like this podcast podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. This show is what it is. And I'm 50 plus episodes in. I'm probably not going to change it anytime soon. You know, a friend of mine was asking me about it. And I was just like, you know, I if I could change anything about the show, it would be that I would have it more specific and stay to that genre. Uh, because I feel like that's a weakness. You know, uh, like this show is just a rant. But I've done crime shows before. And the reason I did those specific crime shows wasn't just to do a crime show. The reason I did those were because they were specific to me. 
like, not that I commit crime. <laughs> not that you thought that I was meaning that I commit crime. Uh, no, but I, I just, I just felt like, Hey, these are specific cases. Like the reason I'm bringing them up is because I maybe know something that other people don't, or as a collective measure to bring these thoughts together, I, I spoke on them. So I know I did a Shania Davis, um, show. Uh, that's a, that's one, of uh, that's a good show. Uh, that I did. <laughs> That's one of them. That's the one. <laughs> uh, there is uh, the Mike Lallier. Um, That's my uh, most listened to podcast, actually. My most listened to show. The Michael Lallier, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein of Fayetteville is what I called him in that show title. So if you want to listen to that, that's a good one. Uh, it's very, it's one of my favorite ones that I did too. And it was one that I shared on social media and it picked up the most traction. It's pretty interesting. Um, but if you did listen to that and you want an update, I don't have one for you because those things are still sealed. All those court documents, they're still sealed. Nobody knows what's going on. So that's kind of what's happening with that. Uh, so I have a bachelor party coming up though. And in that bachelor party, uh, I'm pretty excited because we're doing this thing called taxes, <laughs> taxes, we're doing taxes. No, we're doing this thing called tactical laser. Uh, oh man, the name just laser tag, tactical laser tag. Okay. So everybody's played laser tag and everybody's been to a place like some kind of fun, fun, fun or arcade area where you do laser tag, right? This is tactical laser tag. So they have laser tags. They have lasers on uh, tactical guns, and you're running through these buildings and forts, um, one team versus the other. You're doing um, specific gameplay like uh, Team Deathmatch or Capture the Flag or Last Man Standing or Bank Robbery. Like these are awesome games. Uh, I We went once before. And it was so great. It's uh, for somebody that's not in the military, doesn't get to do guns all the time with, uh, you know, or I used, you know, we used to paintball back in the day. Paintball was dope. We had huge groups doing that all the time. Um, but no, the uh, tactical, tactical, that's the best way to have fun as men <laughs> that I could think of. Uh, because you have like, um, what's the golf place now? Um the the shooting range now for uh, golf uh top golf that place is dope uh there isn't one close enough to me there was one like an hour and a half away we could have done that uh there was also i thought about doing axe throwing and axe throwing sounds dope right axe throwing it's a it's a place that you do that uh forty dollars a pop and i was like do I really want to throw an axe? Is it really worth $40 to just keep throwing an axe at a board? Like, it's, it started when I, the more I thought about it, the more, the more I did not want to do it. And, uh, I mean, I would love to do it, but I wouldn't think it would be worth $40. You know, in one of these places that, are charging $40 to do that. Like, uh, 
for some ply board <laughs> to put up on a wall? What are you charging forty dollars for? Where's the money going? I don't know. It's it's silly. Uh, and I just like the more I thought about it, the more I felt like it was just expensive darts. You know, would you spend forty bucks to throw a dart at a dart board? That's essentially what you're doing with an axe. I mean, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. I could throw a dart uh, pretty well. Uh, it won't go exactly where I want it to go, but it'll get on the board at least, you know. And so when I think of that and then <laughs> throwing axes, I'm just like, listen, it's just not for me, kid. It's just not going to cut it. <laughs> well, hey, listen, thank you for listening to the show. This is Keeping It Raw, and uh, without further ado, I have a treat for you, uh, but if you haven't already subscribed to the show, go ahead and do that, and uh, make sure you give us five stars on, uh, actually, I don't know if you can do it any other place than uh, iTunes or, you know, uh, wherever you uh, listen to it. Yeah, so, all right, well, thanks, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Wedding Singer Surprise. Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. And this is 2020. Good afternoon, everyone. We're flying at 26,000 feet, moving up to 30,000 feet. And we've got clear skies all the way to Las Vegas. Right now, we're bringing you some in-flight entertainment. One of our first-class passengers would like to sing you a song inspired by one of our coach passengers. And since we let our first-class passengers do pretty much whatever they want, here he is. I want to make you smile whenever you're sad. Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is grow old with you. I'll get you medicine when your tummy aches. Build you a fire if the furnace breaks So it could be so nice Growing old with you I'll miss you, kiss you Give you my coat when you are cold Need you, feed you Even let you hold the remote control let me do the dishes in our kitchen sink Put you to bed when you've had too much to drink Oh, I could be the man